Pencil and paper ready. Time for a quick pop quiz. In the last 30 days, how many guardians have an OPS over 900? How many have an OPS over 500? Moving over to the closer that we are afraid of, how many runs has Class A given up this month? When did he give up his last run? How many hits? How many walks? We're going to talk about this on top of Gavin Williams' debut and the Naylor brothers going wild on today's episode of Locked On Guardians. You are Locked On Guardians. Daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For the parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusion supply. Check out eBay Motors, our title sponsor. Uh, I am Jeff. Over there is Justin. So, Justin, how many players have an OPS over 300? Let's see how you would have done on my, my pop quiz since school is out. 300? 300? Or uh, OPS over 800. 900. First of all, it's, it's summer break, Jeff. Chill nope. out. It's summer break. You're on nope. summer break. No it's more teaching. Never break. No more tests. No more tests. Um, let's see. Guardians over 900 OPS in the line since in June. Last 30 days. Okay, so, so some some of May years. as well. Uh, let's say Josh Naylor for sure. Mm-hmm. Number uh, one in OPS over that time. Jose Ramirez. Number two during that time. Uh, Will Brennan. Number three in that time. Yes, one more, one more. Um, who is? Give me Miles Straw. No, no, it's only three, uh, only three. But oh, it's uh, only, oh, it's only, I got all three. It's I got only three. Four. Okay. Uh, and then how many with an o- OPS over seven hundred? So we know there's at least three. So how many? How many are in that seven hundred? Right, first three. Quan. Uh, nope. Six ninety one. Uh, Jimenez. Jimenez, fourth best on the team, 767. Is that one Josh Bell? Because It's working. Josh Bell at 715. It is, yeah. Uh, now, here we go. Now, the other side of this one is, for as much as everyone was afraid Emmanuel Classe had turned into a pumpkin, uh, how many runs has <laughs> he, he, he given up? In the month of June or last the month days? of days? Uh, month of June. Zero. Zero. His last run he gave up was the 26th of May against St. Louis. Uh, how many hits? I was this- at that game. How many hits this month? I'm going to say four. Today was his second hit this month. Oh, my God. He had How only many given up. does he have? Uh, one, two, this three, is, four, five, second six, appearance in seven, eighth, eight appearances uh, in the month. How many saves? Uh, How many saves? This weirdly doesn't. Uh, four, yeah. So uh, his ERA has dropped from 333 at the beginning of May down to 262. Uh, he's given up. He had a walk today, so four walks and two hits, so six base runners over eight and a third innings. Uh, yeah, he's uh, like we've you know like we talked about with guys like Ahmed. Now Ahmed is you know he's problem with Ahmed right now is he is scalding or he is ice cold. We're not getting kind of an in between, and tonight he nearly cost him the game with that. Uh, a little. Yeah, can play I just say? Top. Can I just say how great it is that? Okay, there were three shortstops on the field there tonight, and the best two shortstops were not playing shortstop. That is just fantastic. Let me tell you, I, I absolutely love that for the Guardians that they have three shortstops on the field at one time, and the best of best two are not playing I, shortstop. I was listening to the Oakland broadcast as I do. I like to listen to the other teams' broadcast, and it blew my mind when they were talking about Steve Kwan there because they talked about how 
he had re- he has reverse splits this year and for a broadcast to talk about that. And I tweeted that out and a, a Blue Jays fan's like, come on, that's not analytics. I go, our front office or our management doesn't know that reverse platoon splits exist. Um, and then I told him about what, the, like when a med doesn't play, we just, we, you know, the shortstop has to hit two. And that really just broke his mind. He was like, that sounds like something Colorado would do. Like, I don't understand. I'm like, no, if it's anti-analytics, that's kind of where we weirdly are with this team right now. But yeah, they, they, you know, they picked up the win. Uh, Quan, in spite of his reverse splits, uh, it was ugly. I, I, I mean, that first swing was, was, I was like, oh God. Uh, and then, very defensive. And then he came back and laced it. You know, Bo Naylor, he was, I think it was like when it was a one, two count, maybe one, one, like he had a meatball. He was O two. It was the O, yeah. but I think it, he was O one or maybe he oh, was okay. one, two. I think there was one ball when there was like, he had a foul ball, meatball down the middle. That was like, Oh, come on. And then credit to Bo on that first hit. He missed that pitch that he should have gotten. And then he worked and worked and didn't swing at bad pitch. Like that was a professional at bat uh, all the way around with straw off on the pitch. It's a shame that he wasn't running beforehand uh, but with him off on the pitch he gets across uh and then uh you gotta wonder with Quan and, and Naylor is a I would say he's a, a 55 runner at least right he's he's an above average runner like I at still the very wonder, least a 50 yeah I wonder if like Oakland no scouting reports that if that bad play was due to them being like oh crap everyone can run straw is a burner Quan is a burner Naylor can run it's like do you yeah, sometimes no speed kills and yeah, it's like, well, Josh Bell. Josh Bell. Sorry, you're right, Josh. Well, uh, Josh Naylor, too. But Josh Naylor had a base yeah. stolen that you would have Josh, stole a base Josh if Josh Bell didn't pop all off. Yeah, Josh Naylor steals some bases. Like, he, he's, he's got. He's Carlos yeah, he's Santana, sneaky. right? Yeah. But uh, by the way, can also, can I say this, too? Josh, or I'm sorry, Bo Naylor went first to third tonight twice on base hits. And I don't know if the Guardians have had a catcher who can run like that. And I, I, I said on Twitter it was Carlos Santana, but I don't think Carlos Santana ever – I mean, Carlos Santana wasn't fast, but he was a smart base runner. Yes, very he was a very player. smart base runner. But but he became a good base runner after he stopped catching. Yeah. So I'm like, what was the last time the Guardians had a catcher who was a good base runner? Like, I'm sure Santana was, like, okay as a base runner, as a catcher, but he really didn't start breaking out there. Until he was at first base. I'm like, was the last time they had a good base runner? Like, I don't even know. It's just like Sandy Almar was a pretty good athlete. Unfortunately, like he's the. Well, the knee injuries that sapped I his mean, ability for a while. It's so that. crazy to me that he is a six time all star because that is a guy who only played in over 100 games four times in his career. Yeah. Like, he was just. But I, I'm just always don't think hurt. they had. I was like, he did he. To, no, he didn't run that well. I was like, I don't know who it is. I don't have an answer no. for you. They have not he had anyone best. like Bo Naylor. Ed catcher in my no opinion. no he's a great athlete so yeah I mean him being able to go first to third on singles is a big help for them being able to run and then I don't know who was up I think oh you know I think they started the runner they started Quan uh, and Rosario bounced that ball to second in this in the third inning and had they not started Rosario or Quan that would have been an inning and double play and I'm like well thank goodness they thought he did the smart thing they should start the runner all the time with Rosario because you're guaranteed yes. he's gonna hit a ground ball somewhere so. Um, good. They didn't, I don't think they stole a base tonight, did they? Because uh... no, um, no. Uh, the the other side had uh, two, uh, both with Ruiz at thirty nine already. Can you believe? Yeah, Esther I will say Ruiz is already Naylor. at thirty nine. He's gonna he's gonna get like eighty this year. He's gonna be over eighty stolen bases before this year is done. Yeah, I will say Naylor's throw to second was not fantastic. That's not, I mean, he's got the arm too, for it, we, but he bounced yeah. he bounced that one though. Yeah. 
And I don't know if Williams really gave him a good chance on that. And, and really, there's not much you can do with Ruiz, too. You can Because I actually thought Gavin, the one thing I tweeted today, I wrote a scouting report on him real quick today, and I said, you know, he's going to throw a lot of pitches, which he did early. We'll talk about Gavin in the next segment more. But um, wasn't always fantastic at holding runners in the minors. And that, that's an issue for all Guardians pitchers, truthfully. Like, outside of Zach Plesak, who obviously is no longer on the team, they don't have a lot of guys who hold runner. I'm sorry, Shane Bieber holds runners well. They don't have a lot of guys who hold runners very well. It's just not a thing they've ever done well. And I don't know if that's a developmental thing or what, but so I know people always laugh. They're like, oh, this guy's got to stay in the minors a little bit longer to work on holding runners. But legitimately, it's a problem. We've seen it. Uh, but Gavin, I thought, was good holding runners for the most part. He was he was very held, held his uh, pitches a little longer. He various times to the plate. And he even picked a runner off. So kudos to him for doing something that I thought that he um, would struggle at. But I mean, obviously, Ruiz is Ruiz. Nothing you can do about that, truthfully, especially with the new rules. Yeah, he's like I said, he's gonna he's gonna steal eighty plus this year. That's uh, I'll just maybe go 90, ahead and say, yeah, because he's just I. I mean, maybe they'll like. What what can you do? I don't know if there's anything you can really do. As long uh, as he keeps getting on base, yeah. Yeah, it's just you know it. He is a just a different type of guy, but. I Cleveland had 13 hits in this game. Uh, this was a game offensively. Again, everything really clicked for them. 13 hits. Uh, Four was by it? Josh. They yeah, one by one walk and one hit batter. Uh, you had, but they only had three extra base hits, which is a little bit interesting in the whole um, scan, uh, thing of it. But yeah, Jose with three, four for Naylor. Uh, Quan reached base three times in this one. Um, you know, Bo Naylor also he had the only walk on top of his head, and he thought that was a great at bat. By the way, that that at bat and the at bat that he had for the single, the bat he had for the single, I think he was down 0-2 and he worked it back to three two and he got a base hit. He he looked he started to look very comfortable tonight. You could see the at bats. He was. I mean, I still think with Naylor, he almost seems Bo Naylor. I should say he almost seems like some him and Bo and Josh are very different hitters. Bo to me looks yes. like sometimes he goes up there. He wants to walk, like he would. He wants to work a walk, and that's fine. But Josh, you know, is not much of a walker. He uh, he goes up there to hit. They're just very different hitters. It's interesting. But hey, they, they were both stars tonight. I mean, Naylor had the big hit. Bo had the big hit, and Josh had the late hit. By the way, Josh, home run off of a lefty. Yeah, he's you know he's definitely doing better with it. Um, he's not going to sit against them anymore. No, and they don't. Um, yeah, I just, you know, listen, they were at the end of the day, I was, I was watching, did it, I think it was an extra innings. Like they, they almost ended up in first at the end of the day today. Uh, oh, the twins did win. Yeah. So they ended up pulling it out, but yeah, it's weird for all of these, the, the ups and downs, all the injuries you, uh, you did that list of just the, all the injuries in the system to pitchers this year. Um <laughs> it, It's bad. We'll, uh, we'll get to that, but it's uh, one of those things with everything going on. Uh, you know, thank goodness they are in the central. Like that is you, you just gotta every single day be so happy. But at the same time, after, you know, kind of the bad showing this past weekend and against San Diego and Arizona, it's like, Oh, they built things up and they lose those two series. Well, now they've won three in a row. Tomorrow is a chance to get their first sweep of the year. They have not had one. A four game winning streak is not happened this year. And they're just going to put some pressure. And yes, it gets a little bit harder 
with the Brewers, but the Brewers aren't necessarily a house of fire of late. And then you got Kansas City, the worst team in baseball. So this is the time to make some hay. Uh, we should make some money, go to a commercial break, come back. And you know, we, we got to talk about Gavin Williams yet. We There's a lot of draft stuff if we have time because the Combine's beginning, as well as the College yeah. World Series has a fantastic matchup and all those injuries. In a second, Unlocked on Guardians. Loop. <laughs> I wore my Loop. bird. Do- I wore my bird dogs to the game tonight. Uh, they are fantastic shorts. I wore them on my honeymoon. They are versatile and they make you look good, Jeff. I am loving these shorts. I am. I've been telling everybody about these shorts. To tell you the truth, yeah. I, I asked my wife before I went to the game tonight. I said, "Wear my bird dogs." She's like, "Just wear another pair of shorts." I'm like, "No, I have to wear my bird dogs to the game." Yeah, I. Uh... Whenever mine are good, I wear them. Whenever they're clean, not good. They're always good. They're my go-to shorts. I, I really they're enjoy them. They're comfortable. Uh, I am someone who, like, the other day, like, I did a bunch of yard work in them, and then I fell asleep in them. Like, they were good enough for yard work. They were good enough for sleeping. Uh, they're just fantastic shorts. And are, right now, you should go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free Yeti. Style Tumblr. I also love my Tumblr. I use that all the time. Uh, that's birddogs.com slash lockdown MLB for a free Yeti style Tumblr. You won't want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you. Now let's mention all of their names. I'm kidding. And check out Guardians and Athletics as they wrap up three game series on Sirius XM at 110 on Thursday afternoon. Search Guardians on your Sirius XM app to find all the action. All right. Uh, Gavin Williams, real quick, a little more on him. Yeah, like, so the thing with Gavin Williams, from my perspective of watching him, is you know there there was the one thing I'll say that's the caveat is we all it's it's a great fastball, it's an amazing, it's an electric pitch. A pitch like that, in some respects, makes him hard to evaluate because that pitch he doesn't have to be sharp with it to dominate, even in the upper minors. So when you have the pitch that moves like that and has that velocity. It's one of the best minor, you know, uh, fastballs in minor league baseball. It's it's not the best in the organization. That's still Espinos. Like Espinos is just otherworldly. Espinos was, I believe, voted the best fastball in the minors. But you saw a little bit of what can happen in the big leagues when your command isn't quite as sharp. And that's the thing. Like it's not he doesn't have bad command by any means, but there's some refinement, refinement. There's still more development to occur is what you know, we saw we saw the potential. And again, I, you know, I did a radio show today uh for the ohio news network thing and uh you know i talked about like if everything works he's spencer strider like that's that's what you're kind of hoping for if everything works but Mm -hmm. it's gonna take some time yeah he threw 45 fastballs out of 84 pitches which is what you expect and the thing you want to look at too if you want to look at some numbers from this game um 100 of the fastballs that he threw in the strike zone tonight uh A's batters make contact with, and they don't have a lot of good hitters. So fastballs, even when they average 95 miles an hour, and he was 90, 93 to 98 tonight, um, major league hitters can hit fastballs. The good thing, like you said, for Gavin, he has a lot of margin for error, not just because of the velocity, but because of the uh, induced vertical break. And I think we talked about it yesterday is where it kind of gets – it doesn't drop as much um, – you know, with gravity as, as it should normally. So 
the way he throws it, it just kind of rise. It gives the illusion of rising. So he gets, he has a lot of room for error when he misses his spots with his fastball. So that really helps for him. So even when he throws it in the zone, even if he doesn't miss the bat, you have guys who are not really making good contact with it. So I guess it's not, I guess it's not a heavy, heavy fastball. That's more usually here that was sinkers. So, but it's like you said, it's hard to square up. So that gives him room for error. And we both said yesterday that, you know, it, it's always going to be a fastball heavy arsenal. And you brought up before we started recording too that you didn't really love the curveball. Yeah. And my thing with the curveball is it's kind of his safety valve against lefties because he doesn't really have a fantastic changeup. Now I will say he threw 13 changeups tonight and got two swings and misses. I was actually impressed by his changeup more today than I have been most of the time, so that was good. A couple of them are waste pitches, and it's just a show me pitch to lefties and. Um, so the curveball his is kind of a safety blanket against lefties, and he uses a slider against righties. There are guys who can get away with that approach. There are guys who don't have changeups that can do that. Um, like you said, oh, I think Spencer Schreider has a changeup now, so um, he is improving. That's not to say Gavin can't improve either. He's a talented pitcher. He has great raw stuff. Um, the Guardians have great pitching development, so there are still things that he can polish off at the major league level and get better. And who knows, maybe he picks the brain of Shane Bieber a little bit for all, you know, the, the little gripes we've had about Shane Bieber this year. He is still a smart pitcher who can get outs even when he doesn't have his best stuff so that he's a good resource that to, it's unbelievable now, Jeff, that we are talking about Shane Bieber. Like he is some like 35 year old Greg Maddox veteran. He is 28 and he's been around four seasons or five seasons. And we're talking about him as the, the wily veteran of the staff that, guys can go to, to, to give advice for that makes me feel old. And um, it's just wild that we're here, but uh, I don't even start. I mean, he made, he made one bad pitch to Ryan Nota. He hung that curveball, And like I said, there were a lot of waste pitches. He threw a lot of pitches. He ran a lot of high, high counts early on, but he got through six innings. And, and the things we've said about Allen and Bobby this year is that when you don't have your best stuff, if you can go out there and go five or six innings and you keep your team in the game, that is a sign of a good pitcher because to, to last a long time in this league, you're not always going to have your best stuff. And if you can go out there and keep your team in the game on nights, you don't have good stuff. You're going to pitch for a long time. And Allen and Bobby have done it this year. And Gavin Williams did in his debut, even if it wasn't um, his best. And I think we'll, we'll see a lot of good days ahead from him still. Yeah, no, it's, this is the beginning. I'll be curious to see, uh, what happens right like this is all three of these young arms are kind of auditioning to stay once Quantrell is back you know there's someone's moving so uh we'll see it could be gavin sticking around it could be or, like we talked about yes, of course if all gets hurt again or it could be this is their chance to cycle through guys and avoid super two uh so but yeah it's you know he's exciting big velocity we have not had a lot of pitchers who throw as hard as he throws um come through but velocity isn't everything people probably take too much value in velocity but again i'll say like go look at someone like richard lovelady who was a top royals prospect as a reliever a few years ago and hasn't worked out or josh salmont uh you can get away with a lot with velocity in the minors and that's why sometimes i find guys like evan williams a very hard evaluation uh so i'm you know interested to see how he looks over these next few starts because i'm assuming they didn't call him up for just one Right. That, and that was our whole thing. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, even look at the results from tonight. I mean, his, like you said, a fastball gives him a lot of margin for error in AAA. AAA hitters aren't hitting that because of the margin for error. 
and the A's, who don't really have a fantastic lineup, they have a couple guys. Um, they they did hit the ball tonight. Yeah, but they did hit the ball tonight against him. They did hit yeah. him. So that just tells you, like, even even guys on a team that Rachel Phelps would be embarrassed to own, um, they can still hit 100 miles an hour, 98 miles an hour. So, but yeah, more exciting things to come from Gavin Williams. All right, are we ready to move on to pitching injuries in the minors and some draft stuff in just a moment? Yeah, let's take a break, come back, and discuss all that fun stuff. And make sure on Thursday afternoon you are checking out the Guardians. And Athletics, if you can't watch the game, SiriusXM has all the action. Just type in Guardians on your SiriusXM app to hear all of the calls from Tom Hamilton and Jim Rosenhouse. Okay, so unfortunately, there were more more IL moves, the minors, this week or the other day. Jack Lefwich is one of the guys that's going on the IL. Um, he's got, I believe, was it? No, no, not an oblique. I think he's got shoulder soreness. Um, it's Ryan Webb who has the oblique issue. Um, that's not great. It's just been, look, pitchers get hurt at a higher rate than any other player in baseball, right? Like that's obviously not any kind of breaking news here, but just think about this. You've got Daniel Spino who's been out all year and he's going to miss, you know, part of next year as well. Um, Justin Campbell's not going to pitch this year. Dylan Delush is not pitching this year. Ethan Hankins just came back from he's not pitching because he's working on some stuff developmentally, but you know, he's not pitching right now. Uh, who else is on that list? Like Ross Carver was hurt and he came back and he's hurt again. So oh, that's super unfortunate. That. Open. Uh, let me see if I can pull it I know up. You retweeted. I retweeted you. I'll, uh, I'll put up very quickly here. Um, uh, let's see. Mackenzie, Savali, Contral, Batenfield, Espino, Campbell, Delucia, Leftwich, Webb, Hajar, Wolf, Carver, Lewis. Yeah. And I think our buddy, uh, Peter Doc also had tweeted back at me too, saying there's a couple other guys that had missed time as well. Let me see. Yeah. And uh, then, uh, I mean, one could make a case. Uh, now that he's back with the team, you also got like Nick Enright, who spent started the year on the DL due to cancer. Uh, now it wasn't right. in Cleveland, I, but still, you know, it's another guy who has spent time on the IL this year as part of the system. And had to beat cancer. Yeah. Uh, yes. Jacob Zibin, who had Tommy John. Yes. Nick Nikolajek, who said Tommy John. And now Andrew oh, yeah. Misiazic, who had Tommy John. And then. Oh, I miss yeah, Misiazic's Tommy John. I totally miss yeah, that. Yeah. Jo- um, Josh Wolf has been out as well. And then, uh, yeah, Justin Lewis, who was, a, I think, a, was a minor league rule five. I liked He's him. Pitching uh, yeah, I liked him. I thought he was an interesting add. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a rough year now that you add like Leftwich to the issue and Webb guys and like we said the other day and this is more reason we laughed about this yesterday. Parker Messick is still not in high A. Like you just added Jack Leftwich and and Ryan Webb to the IL. Someone's got to go fill those. And and this is not an injury and it's not like he's a prospect. But Jaime Arias is suspended for the year because it, of yeah. uh, uh, ED I'm, suspension. So like I'm not the guy I ever expected guy. to see PEDs with. Like when I was talking about my like farewells and long like uh. Like I brought that up. I'm like him. <laughs> yeah, I. Well, that's the guy you do expect because you want to know what he is a career minor leaguer. Yeah. He's trying to do something to to break out of the being a career minor leaguer. He doesn't want to be a poor know, man's Tanner Tully, which is what he is. You know, he's he's right. trying and, to and, be and, Kurt McCarty. He's trying to get to the big leagues. I don't know. Like right now, Jaime right. Arias doesn't strike me as a guy who's ever going to get to the big leagues. So that's that's the guys who will take it because they're trying to see if they can get something How, extra because uh, the, the payoff is huge for them. 
Um, so that's another guy who you don't have because Jaime Arias is a, was a really valuable chip in the minors, not not at the major league level, but because they kept sending him to Columbus and Akron and, and Lake County, whatever there was innings needed filled. So now they don't have that. Like pitchers just get hurt. I, I I don't know. It's just it's kind of rough to to watch at every level. Um, because like you said yesterday, remember how we talked about how man, how are they going to find innings for all these guys, all these yeah. levels, and all of a sudden it's like whoops, now all these guys are on the IL. Thankfully for Ryan Webb, it's just that I know obliques are not good, but I'd rather yeah. an oblique than an arm with him because he's already had TJ. The left which thing makes a lot of sense because he has been awful this year. And yeah, he's not the I same do guy. Worry about him, but no, yeah, he, you... he was a, a sleeper coming into the season this year because of his performance last year, and he has just not looked good. No, and it's, I mean, like you've talked about, you go up and down these minors, it's like, I mean, the pitching, it's just, I mean, Tanner Burns is maybe your breakout pitcher of the year because you and I were both so low on him. It's like, okay, he's maybe showing that he's got a chance to be a, uh, uh, an up and down guy. Because they're yeah. Trying, they, because they're trying to be careful about his innings because he's a guy who's had injuries in the past. So they piggybacked him today for Akron, knock on wood, Joey Cantillo has been healthy, but geez, like it's, this just shows you that someone in our comments is like, put, uh, put Aaron Davenport in the pen. He'll get better. It's like, you can't put him in the pen. You don't have enough starters as it is right now. Um, yeah, and it, unlike a lot of other got teams, like they're not gonna, um, anyone they draft isn't going to pitch in the minors. And for as much as we complain about Parker Messick, why is Austin Peterson, who's almost 24 still in the way like he's even older and it's like well, what is going on you know what's hard about that and that's why i tell everybody on twitter because they always say this when i talk about why guys aren't promoted as fast is because it's hard to backfill because if you go down and you look at who was pitching in the arizona complex league the list is not good down there either because they don't have a lot of arms because they draft a lot of college arms mm-hmm. and they don't pitch the first year they pitch the next year but they go right to low a or high a and all the guys you have in, in the ACL are guys like Jackson Humphreys, Tommy Ventimiglia. All your high school arms you're taking lower in the draft that you're trying to slow play. And you've no got all your inter- and yeah, and you have you have your international arms. They don't invest a lot of money in international pitching because it's never worked out for them outside of like I don't know Foster Carmona and uh, Salazar, right? That's Danny it. Salazar. Yeah, like Luis Obi. Lisa Oviedo uh, oh, you know, by the way. So yeah. that's another guy you can add to the list, but it hasn't really worked out for them. So I mean, it's like, I, I look Carlos down there, it's Burke like is... uh, Ward Quellen Vasquez is at least age wise someone you could push up, but it's not like he's doing anything that he was to... already in Lynchburg and, and they I, pushed him back down because he was struggling. Struggling, but it's like, so that's the thing. Just don't it's, have any... it's backfilling. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's backfilling the rotation in Lynchburg. It's, it's the hard part. Yeah. They, the they're kind guys. of a, a messy, they kind of. They, what they need to, I mean, it's like you, they need to make some hard choices. It feels like and either um, cut some guys or move some guys around or like do like you look at some of these rosters. It's like, you know, Zach Petaway, maybe he needs to move down. A, uh, I mean, I, I don't know he's how to pitch right this now. year. He's so he's and he's listed. And that's the thing. You look at the Akron one. It's got like 20 pitchers. It's probably because they're all hurt. And that's why they tend to leave guys who are hurt. But yeah, it's it's a bit of a mess. Let's. Uh, but here's the thing. End of the day, the three brilliant young arms are up. Daniel Espino, people are going to forget about. He's still on a potential, the best of that group. We'll see what can happen. But he's still exciting to like have as a back pocket guy. Joey Cantillo is a lot of fun. Uh, and he stayed healthy this year, which we haven't seen. 
Command is still an Diamond issue as his control. Yeah. And um, Cody Morris, maybe it works. Maybe he can get shot. Like, they still have, at least in the upper levels, there's some there's some fun yet to be done. Uh, and then we'll see as, and, as guys try to work their way back from injury situations. Yeah, and Justin Campbell didn't. I don't, I don't know. Well, I'm not sure what surgery he had. But, you know, there, he could come back next year and, and pitch and move quickly. I mean, Battenfield ended up being a good piece for them this year, too, at times. Yeah. So. Weirdly, I'm not about him either, which isn't great, but yeah. But we'll uh let's let's talk some draft stuff. So tomorrow, uh, you're gonna watch the Guardians get their sweep, but you want to watch college baseball tomorrow night because arguably, depending on your view, now it's not personally mine, I'll be honest, but arguably for most people, the top two pitchers in college baseball are gonna square off uh for Wake and LSU. You're gonna have Rhett Louder versus Paul Skeens. Everyone's hopping on the Skeens bandwagon. Um you know, it's just a little weird to me. Like I'm seeing a lot, so many articles and I get it. Uh, you know, he has thrown so many 101 mile an hour fastballs and I'm not going to argue if someone decides to take him over Cruz, but I will say, I think it's a mistake. Um, but I, I think it's one of those situations where you can't go wrong. Like I feel these top three guys all would have been the number one pick last year. Uh, these top, this is a very, very good top of the class and that's going to be a very fun matchup. Uh, we each wanted to talk very quickly here. We got maybe about two more minutes we can pull uh, about the, the combine has started. And two guys I had previously talked about on this show uh, got some love today. And uh, one of them being Kemp Alderman, the former catcher. He is an outfielder all the way. Big power hitting guy. Uh, if you're looking for uh, some power in day two, Kemp Alderman, outfield Mississippi. And then I didn't realize this. I talked about Kevin Sim because I just highlighted him as a small school guy who had some decent contact data and who had played well on the Cape. And we know they like the Cape. And last year at the Cape, he had a 773 OPS. 239 average isn't great, but 349 on base is solid. So he was, you know, working counts and walking. Did not realize his dad hit 328 home runs and was nicknamed Hercules in the KBO. So he got some bloodlines. First base outfielder. Uh, and he had the highest average recorded exit velocity at 101.5 today. 16 of his 19 uh, balls qualified as hard hit. Kevin Sim, outfielder first base in San Diego. Cape data. He might also be young for the class. That might have jumped out at me. No, he's not. He's just average age for class. Went to Torrey Pines High School. So he's a California kid from a kind of a famous high school uh, for quiz bowl and for baseball. I faced Torrey Pines back in the quiz bowl days. Uh, but uh yeah, I think Kevin Sim is a is a player to kind of tuck away with uh, bloodlines and good batted ball data and good gate performance. Sounds kind of like uh, Will Bartlett. His real name, well, not real name, his full name is, why am I doing this to myself? Jong, <laughs> Jong Yoon Sim. I'm sure you did good, Jefferson. I probably butchered it. They didn't give me a pronunciation <laughs> guide over here at Baseball Reference, but if you're like I, his dad, his dad was Chong Shu Sim, so and he was a big power hitter. So I like I don't know. I, I think that's a fun story as well. And then uh, one more Brock uh, Vandenberg is fun because he's six foot seven, and if you want a oh, guy, God. he played at Michigan State, all untapped potential. Michigan State has had like Mason Erla was like kind of a monster out of there. They've had some huge kids. He hit and. Uh, Vradenberg hit over 400 this year, like some contact skills, very raw. So you've got, he hit three balls over 106 miles an hour today. 
So just kind of a fun, you know, I know this team fans want power. So there's, there's some power names, three names. So you, three got power Mitch, guys. you got Mitch Jeb, who's all five, eight at Michigan state. You've got Brock Vandenberg, who's six foot seven. Draft them both. Two and <laughs> keep them both. together. Yeah. Just, just uh, put them in the lab and merge them together. How about that? Yes. Um, the guy that stuck out to me today only because I've had him on my list since March was uh, Zach Thornton lefty from Grand Canyon. He had the best in, uh, induced vertical break on his fastball of any pitcher through a bullpen at day one of the combine at 21.6. And to give you some reference there, I believe Gavin Williams, it's about 19 on his, I think I saw. So Zach Thornton in the bullpen, a lot of IVV on the fastball. Um, he's a guy who, let's see, uh, just a shade under 10 strikeouts per nine, 9.27, uh, less than two walks per nine. So he is a 21-year-old junior. He'll be 22 in January coming up. So he's a little old for uh, his okay. age. And he, he went to uh, – he was a JUCO average. guy before this. But, yeah, he's also got a couple of good breaking pitches as well. He's got that that weird sidearm low three-quarter slot that Cleveland has seemed to like lately too. So Zach Thornton to me feels like a good uh, – He does know, make day, sense. Early day. Yeah. I think he makes, makes a lot of um... – sense to the guardians uh yeah and then brock wilkin on thursday when you're watching that game brock wilkin 23 let's do it i i it, listen some people asked i tweeted it my my okay so my my personal youtube is called fluently nerd uh, it has my face i hit my mock i mocked brock wilkin to cleveland k performance young for his class under the old system he would have been 17 on draft day as a high schooler uh Big time power, hit 31 home runs, great batted ball data. It, I, I don't think Cleveland is opposed to power. I think they have certain types, and he fits some of those things. So I think Brock Wilkin makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and try to uh, wish cast that into existence. Um, but yeah, check out Brock Wilkin because I'm mocking him to Cleveland right now. He's one of the, the more consistent targets. Do it. But yeah. Do the Guardians uh, sweep on Thursday? Do the Guardians sweep yes. Thursday? Yes. They sweep. Yes, I agree. They're getting agree. the sweep okay. tomorrow. They're going to finally do it. We're finally uh, they're going to knock out the sweep, and uh, the Twins are going to lose. And the more I look at Vradenberg, uh, just keep in the back of your mind for the Guardians as well. He uh, walked more than he struck out on top of having uh, big power numbers. You are saying the words that make my bird dogs percolate. Oh, that's what I'm here for, making <laughs> dogs percolate. Uh, listen, the Guardians are a game out. They're going to sweep at home. The draft is approaching. It is a good time to be a baseball fan, and it is a great time to make sure you're an everydayer on Lockdown Guardians. Uh, thank you to, I always want to say John, even though I know your name isn't John. No, it is John, uh, who, one of our everydayers who DM me. I did DM you back the link to the mock. Uh, and <laughs> our buddy Willard. You have a lot of passion, and I appreciate that about you. Uh, thank you all. Remember, rate and review, download daily. It helps. And go, go, Guardians. Go.